Hey guys. Welcome to another episode of Pew Time with Tony. And Jackie. Who's unattentive and I had to smack to get her attention that we started recording. Hey guys. <laughs> Alright, sorry it's late. Here it is. We're jumping in. Gun news. First gun news, everyone wants to know. The meat. Also known as the Canic Meta. Is that what they're calling it, is the meat? Well, that's how everybody's pronouncing it. It's actually not spelled how you put it in here. It's not meta. It's M-E-T-E. Meat. Meat. So let's get into the meat and potatoes. Uh, it is... Ha, ha, ha. Potatoes. So they have two versions, 4-inch, 5-inch. Basically, it is a Gen 2 SFX. Yeah. Flared Magwell, still a real skinny looking grip. Uh, good news, you can have proper backup iron sights now. Mm-hmm. Instead your, of taking the sights off to your put rear, the red dot on. Yeah, your rear sight is not sacrificial. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest news, oh, there is a removable actual Magwell, and then the frame is actually have a flared Magwell. Mm-hmm. Trigger's supposed to be good. Let's see. Oh. And they are coming out with one in 40. Which is fantastic. It's almost like somebody who is a co-host on a podcast mentioned that months ago. Mm-hmm. Because a certain someone no. else <clears throat> shoots for Canik and probably would like to go back to his home division. Limited. So I know he loves carry optics and production. Mm-hmm. Dude's a limited shooter. Yeah. Like, that's where he wrecked house before. I think he needs some other titles aside from carry optics and production. He seems bored. Right. So So let him also beat everyone's ass in limited. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a perfect time. We are going to hopefully our schedules join up nice. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have Nils and Jessica on the podcast. What? What? So uh, we're not going to talk too much about the Canic. Because I would actually like him to talk about it. Right. He's going to shoot. Heck, he went to Turkey. Mm-hmm. So he's got some insight. So we're going to wait to talk more about those canics when he's on. Uh, let's see. What's next? The Keltec. Oh, yeah. The uh, Keltec MNP-12. <laughs> Just kidding. Smith & Wesson MNP-12. Which I was listening to James from TFB-TV. Mm-hmm. And he is completely right. Why have we not been calling these bull pumps? Yeah. Like. Correct. Unbelievable. I don't understand. The Keltec's been out since like 2011. Mm-hmm. And we're just now hearing this term. The term shall stick. It shall. So, run through real quick. It's a 12 gauge. It is like the KSG. It has two tubes. What is it? A 20 inch barrel? 19 inch barrel? I think it's a 20. Yeah. Bull pup design. Uh, they call it optic ready because it has no sights, just a rail. Right. Uh, trigger pull is about six and a half to seven pounds. Ambi safeties. It will hold seven, two and three quarter inch shells. In each tube. In each tube, it'll hold six three inch shells in each tube. And I finally found someone. I don't remember where it was. Said it will hold twenty mini shells. Twenty total, so ten per tube. Right. Which, if it pumps reliably with mini shells, that's pretty baller. Yeah. Because the Keltec doesn't. 
Mm -hmm. So if you get like an adapter for the... They don't make it for that. Oh, right. The only adapter I've ever seen made for any of them is the Mossberg Shockwave. Because mm -hmm. there's a little rubber piece that you can put on the lifter, and it stops the shell from overshooting. Yeah. A couple upgrades on this that the Caltech does not have. Uh, it wavy does... front serrations. Yes. <laughs> has the wavy front serrations. Uh, you get dual M&P style grips. Which admittedly is pretty cool. Yeah. I do like it on their M&P rifles. It's a good touch. Mm -hmm. Same texture as a 2.0. It's pretty cool. The four, four different size replacement back straps. Right. Different back straps. But what's super cool, I think, is the foreign grip that you can get for it. That looks... Doesn't it come with it? I think it comes with it. It's just removable. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. removable. Because you can see it, like pictures of it with it and without it. Um, but yeah, it looks just like a another pistol grip from the 2.0, but on the front end of the business. Get two grips. Two grips. Two grips, two tubes. <laughs> Goofball. <laughs> um, couple things that this kind of has over the Caltech. I personally think it's better looking. You gonna make it there? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> it has load assist buttons, which, I don't know if this is a cool feature, or... Uh, a Possible hindrance. Down, downfall, I think. Yeah. So the same button does two functions. You have to press it lightly to have load assist. So basically, it kind it of relieves it so the pressure. It's not as hard to push each individual shell in, but you have to hold it lightly. And if you overhold it, then it's too loose and it. It doesn't too loose. It releases the yeah, shells. Yeah. So they're all coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I did all that build-up just for you to just oh. blurt it out. Unbelievable. I mean, I just, yeah. Go back to laughing. <laughs> uh, another thing it also has that the Caltech doesn't is a higher price tag. MSRP on it is like eleven sixty-five ish I currently have a Caltech in the store that is like 9 something Yeah. So. Yeah, eight ninety five is what we have on board. It's like. What three almost three hundred dollars more for yeah. the M and P, so. But I, I guess will say, all you fanboys better jump in on that. Well, I think it looks better. I'm sure it's going to feel like it's made better. Mm -hmm. And you can switch it has the less tubes. Plastic, I think it's heavier. You cut me off one more damn time. <laughs> Go on, I'm in a mood. <laughs> when you when you cut off your caffeine. I'm still, still drinking it. Unbelievable. Anyway, what were you saying? You may speak. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, well, gracious one. It's heavier. Um, it, it weighs more. There's more metal on the thump. Uh, there's more metal on it. Uh, less polymer as opposed to the Caltech. So. So I don't think it's a direct copy. One thing I I think a good feature over the Caltech is to switch tubes. You don't have to flick a lever in the loading gate. Mm -hmm. It is actually an external button yeah. or switch. That's pretty cool. Uh, hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. I definitely want to shoot it because it's cool. No, it's not because it's an M&P. I like the KSGs too. But it's one of those things that's like, I think Caltech as a company, innovative-wise, they're very good. Super good. And then once stuff lapses, people just like, hey, that's a really good design. We should probably just make it just a little bit better. 
and uh, take it. Little P11. Hmm? Their little P11 was the little double stack handgun. Is that the P11 or? P11? Well, so the P11, yeah. So the P11 almost kind of is copied by Sky. Is kind of what it's copied. Mm-hmm. It's a copied. Sky is a copied P11. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget about the Ruger LCP would not have been a thing if the Keltec P3AT didn't exist. Right. Right. So, hmm. Yeah. People are making bank off of Keltec's designs, and I looked at it. KSG came out in 2011. Most patents are 10 years. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes sense. Yeah. Shotguns are all the rage right now. But they've been on this for a while, so we can't say it's all the rage right now, because according to James, he was there a while ago, mm-hmm. and they were making them. Like, they were, you know, had parts for it laying out. Mm-hmm. So. Do I wish it would have been like a, like a PCC? Yeah, probably maybe a little more. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people wanted to see a 10 millimeter come out. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. There's a couple things that Smith's doing right now where I don't agree with it. But, maybe I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just some lowly instructor gun salesman. What do I know? Right. Also a fanboy. Wow. (laughs) Speaking of shit guns, or, uh, (laughs) shit companies. I say, we're going to copycat, not Hellcat, copycat. Is what I meant to say. Because <laughs> um, this next one looks just like that Hellcat. Yeah, uh, pause real quick. Has Kimber done anything innovative themselves ever? 1911, clearly not their design. Mm, can't even say the double stack, even though they tried to do a polymer double stack years ago and failed miserably. Well, they did have a... Um... A little metal striker fired. Oh, wait. That was a total flop. That was also a flop. <laughs> I will say, I haven't shot it yet, but feel-wise, I think their K6 is like way up there for snub noses. Oh, yeah. I, I really think they yeah, did a good I job really on that. I really like their... And I will give them credit. They do make very beautiful rifles. I have no need for them, so I'm going to continue to make fun of them. But they're pretty. Yeah, they're very pretty. So they've also come up with this new atrocity. Go on. It is the R7 Mako. Uh, it looks... Stop. Mako? Wait, wait, wait. Come on. At least M&P 12, like, we have some substance here. Like, we have stuff to go off of. Where where are they getting these names? Yeah. The Aegis sure. 2. The Raptor. Guy, come on. It's literally like they go to, like, children's classrooms. Like, hey, if you guys had to name something really cool that sounded awesome and mean... What would you what would you do? Ooh, a raptor raptor. I like well, Mako Shark, let's do that. Like, and they have all these names and we're we're gonna call this one uh a letter, a number, and a shark. Go on, I'm sorry. You are not sorry. I and not. you are not done. <laughs> <laughs> it's the R seven Mako. Uh so basically, if you've not seen it, but you've seen a Hellcat, it's just like that. Well, the Hellcat is arguably prettier. It is. Uh, it is not aesthetically pleasing. Um, it looks really unproportioned. Yeah. Like, the slide is gigantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grip is very tiny. 
but it's not so tiny. Like, it's not as tiny as the 365, yet it has one ROM more. No, but it and it's looks bigger. tiny. In comparison to the slide, yeah. It looks unproportionated. Um, so, one good thing, they actually got this right. It's built to take Glock sights. <laughs> well, they, they put all their time and energy into naming it. Um, comes with an 11 round and a 13 round magazine. You can get it optics ready or optics installed. Uh, $200 price point difference on those. $599 for the optics ready, $799 for the optics installed. Can you guess why it's only $200 more? I don't know why it's up to $200 more. Very true. It should be far less than that for what they put on it. And tell us, Jackie, what do they put on it? <laughs> it's a Crimson Trace CTS-1500. Yes. Which is under $150, sub, a sub-$150 red dot, but it has a $200 value on when you buy it. Well, you gotta have the... Because they're not all... Are they all optic ready? Yep. Really? They are all optic ready. Mm. They are forcing the red dot life on you either automatically or subliminally because you know you have the option to change it later. Those are the two ways you can get it. Optic ready or optic installed. So you're paying $200 extra for a $150 red dot. Well, let's just say for the sake of argument to defend Kimber, that covers the cost of somebody mounting it, right? Mm -hmm. If you take it to a gun shop, they don't mount it for free. Okay. Most shops charge. So, mm -hmm. yeah, there's that. Let's go with that. Right. Yeah. That's your defense. It is. I cannot, like, I don't understand why. To give you an example, Kimber, who is supposed to be, as they market themselves, uh, superior, uh, high-end guns, mm -hmm. they're putting the same red dot on their gun <laughs> as Sky Pistols. Let that sink in. And Sky Pistols with the dot cost three something? Three sixty ish. Yeah. So. Right. Yes. Is there anything else? Um, I do like this feature. Uh, it has an Ambi Mag release and not a reversible. It actually comes with both oh, okay. on it. That is uh, kind of exclusive to... That's the only micro-compact that does that. Right. Um, and while it is called the micro-compact side-by-side with the 26, it's not much smaller, so that explains why they're able to do that internally. Because it yeah. is bigger than the 365. It is wider than all the other competitors on the market. You know, the Shield Plus and the Hellcat, the Max 9. It is wider. So they can have that done on it. Um, or like all those other ones, you can't even, most of them, I don't think any of them, you can swap the mag release over on, on the little ones. Well, the 365 you can. You sure? Mm -hmm. oh, well, one. One of the big six that and are competing. You can't change over on the shield. You sure? Yeah. The shield we took the same MMP course. Yes. You can do it on full-size MMPs, not on the shields. Not the plus. That's a good question. If anyone knows the answer to this, please yeah. shoot us an email. Um, so I will say I will give them credit. I don't know if this is forward thinking on them, but they are taking proper pages. Like you mentioned, the Glock sites. Good move. Mm -hmm. 
This gun is also apparently a FCU gun. So it's a serialized fire control unit, not so much a frame. And they don't call it an FCU? Well, yeah, I'm sure they can. Yeah. Um, the uh, the uh, serial assembly or something along those lines. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. So I wonder if there's other additional frame sizes that they're going to be coming out with or something in the future. You know, after everyone goes gung-ho crazy and buys all these and they're going to be like, aha, but wait, there's more. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think that's it for actual firearms. Uh, well, the only other thing oh. I will say about that one is there is, it's not an open top ejection port. It is right side only ejection port. So if you ever seen the old Kimber Solo, like it had that like funky little hole on the side, like it wasn't actually at the top. It was like a little port on the side and that's where the ejection comes out. So while they made it user friendly for a left-handed person, they didn't make it user friendly for a left-handed person. That's funny. <laughs> so your thumb would probably cover Exactly. It. Yeah. Yep. So. Well, so for people that don't know what a Solo is, Look at a Taurus TX-22, it's the same way. Mm -hmm. It just has a giant hole in the slide. It doesn't have an open breech when yeah. it's locked back. Oh. Um, an aluminum trigger, not a plastic trigger, which I think is cool, but not How's that for a segue? Speaking of aluminum triggers. Yes, speaking of. Our on. friends at Apex Tactical have released another member of the Flat family. They have come out with a trigger enhancement kit for the CZP-10 line. Tell us more about it. It is very dope. It is super dope. <laughs> um, I think the CZP-10s, like, okay, so when you compare Glock to M&P triggers, it's like, oh yeah, M&P triggers way better. And then you compare them to, you compare the M&P trigger to a CZP-10 series trigger, and you're like, M&P garbage, CZP-10 good. But then you throw that in it, and it's like, fuck everybody else. <laughs> like, this trigger is sick. Yeah. I I won't say it's as good as my Apex M&Ps, mm -hmm. but that's also more of my preference. I like how that breaks more. This has more of a rolling break. There is a wall if you're gentle enough with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this kit is not as, these guns are actually fairly simple. This is my first time tearing it down is when, they, when I got the kit. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, let's just do it. And it was super simple. I had it installed in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, I did the competition route, which you use their new disconnector. If you want the, like, duty carry, you would just use the factory connector. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. Of course. And with their disconnector... And their uh, slide backplate, you have to use their backplate. It's part of the design to make the kit work. Mm -hmm. So backplate, trigger, disconnector. That was it. That's the kit. And they say with the new disconnector, you'll be sub four pounds. They're not lying. However, I think their estimation is slightly off. Uh, I consistently, and I've done nothing to this gun. Zero. I've just shot it. I mean, before before you put the kit in, we have, what, a few hundred rounds here, maybe? Mm, well, I took it with uh, Mickey's class, so I probably have... Eh, 1,500 would be high. 
Mm-hmm. I am consistently, I did it, Albert did it, everyone else did it, consistently on the trigger pull gauge under three pounds. Awesome. It is fantastic. So I did a little first shots video. I released her. Yeah, I did. I put it out today, actually. Mm-hmm. And once I get some more rounds down it, it may or may not show up at a match. And then I'll do a full review on it and see how it is. But so far, I love it. I actually really like the P10 as a whole. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Wish it was a little wider. Mm-hmm. But. Well, they have the different back straps. Have you tried? I have the largest one on there, and it's weird. It makes it fat front to back, mm-hmm. but it's still need, very you thin. Need, you need width wise. Yeah. You need more girth. Need more? I don't need more girth. <laughs> <laughs> Not more girth, but yeah, the pistol needs a little more girth. To me, it's like yeah, it makes it larger, but the sides of it is just as skinny. Like that doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Like on an M and P, when you change the back strap, right, it kind of like bows out. Yeah, swells up the whole back. So, uh, I still like it. Still shooting it. I may or may not have ordered more parts for it today. Of course you did. Just trying some things out. There's some stuff out there. I, I felt like it needed base plates and stuff. Project Master. Not Project Master. It's not a project. It is a project. Maybe it's a little project. Just a little. Coquito. I could get you a new uh, a P10 bin for all of your toys and all of their parts. And for other parts, these this is not new. They've been out for a while. I also got the extended slide release, which is awesome. I like that. From Apex and Apex's extended mag release. Don't really need it extended on the P10, but the texturing on it is phenomenal. Like, you go to hit it, there's no mistaking, like, that is the mag release and you're, it's going in. Mm-hmm. So, I'll have more parts to talk about from other companies for that gun, because, like I said, I'm enjoying it. So I'm going to shoot it. A lot. But it is somewhat of a product right now, I will admit. <laughs> and uh, I'm actually going to carry it for a little bit. Yeah, and you got the full. Yeah, it's an F. Yeah. yeah. 19 rounds of, get you some! <laughs> so, 20, and a fact, you know, 19 plus 1, no mag extensions, nothing. Which, that's part of the parts I ordered. Of course it is. I'm trying to figure, well, you think <laughs> about it, right? If I plan to ever run carry optics with it. Or just in general, I like to have more bullets, more better. Yeah. So, I may have looked at a couple extensions and, you know. Things. Things. <laughs> so, we'll see. There'll be more on that in the future. I think the last time I did the trigger pull gauge to give you guys numbers, it was 2 pounds, 12 ounces. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and it looks good. It's just, you know, it's just like everything else Apex makes. You can call me bias. I've bought... I think I own 13 guns that have Apex between me and you mm-hmm. that have Apexes in them. Yeah. And I bought those with my own money. So, I'm a fan, but I'm a fan because they make good stuff. Yep. So, it's Solid. available now. Uh, only black is available. They are coming out with red, of course. Yay. So, black is available now. Kit's not that much. I think it was 100 and... Uh, I really should have had this on there, huh? Maybe. Yeah, 105 bucks. Yeah, that's really good for a trigger kit. Yeah. 
a trigger kit to get sub three pounds on a striker gun? Yes, please. Right. Now, most people probably won't like it uh, if they're not a fan of a lot of take-up. So you got to kind of treat this like a rolling... It's like, like a Glock. It's got a rolling brake. Mm-hmm. But it's so smooth. So, yeah, big fan. It is, it is very nice. Yeah. I had fun shooting it before the kit was on. After it was just like almost mind blowing. I was like, well, I had I liked it so much. Stop. Yeah. Isn't that gun a tack driver? Yeah. Like, it's an accurate gun. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 probably one of the more accurate polymer pistols. I mean, it's an accurate freaking gun. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I mean, I had groups tighter on that than I did with. My SIG. Well, no, I'm not changing. No, I'm not taking your gun. God. You're okay. Thank God. What would I do with all the parts I just ordered? <laughs> I would take those two. But don't worry, I'm not going to. Yeah, you'll only take it if there's a dot on it. Cricket. Cricket. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Shooting sports. Well, we'll talk about this before shooting sports, because what I did is not really shooting sports related. But it is gun-related. Mm-hmm. I went and took I a class. I think any range time is considered a sport in shooting. Well, this was definitely not sport. I got my ass handed to me. Multiple times. So I went with Robert, and we went and took a CQB, two-man CQB course. My brain hurt from taking that course. They covered room clearing, entry... Uh, teamwork. It was awesome. I can't speak highly enough. Uh, the guys that were there, we learned from the man himself, Joe Joe Wire, and then his protégés uh, from Defensive. Ooh. Man, what's Jesse's company? Defensive Elements. Yes, Defensive Elements. So they were co-instructors. It was amazing. I've never taken that many notes at a class in my life. It's a good thing you picked up an extra notebook. Yeah. It was three days. The first day we were on the range for 13 hours. In a shoot house on the range. The second day, we started a little later. But we didn't leave the range until about 2 in the morning. Because we got some night runs in. That was, uh, what did I get, uh... The 10 to 2, say your 8 hour day. What? Oh. It was 10 in the morning until 2 in the morning. Yeah. Try I, again. I can't count 16. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a long day. Yeah. And then the third day was not necessarily short either. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was so much fun. It's kind of cool to see SWAT guys that train to such a high standard and are willing to teach civilians uh, CQB. So I also learned that his accuracy standards are crazy. So first couple runs, I'm getting told, you're shooting too fast, you're shooting too fast. And I'm like, of course me, I'm going, here we go again. Everyone's going to be like, slow down, get your hits. And they weren't like that. He goes, no, no. I walked up and I was extremely proud of this one target. Like, I was like, ooh, two, center mass, done, right? 
I did my job. He walks up, he's like, well, you know, we try and do, you know, pumping pipes, right? Heart, lungs. I was like, yeah, you're a little lower than that. So we would put that as a failure. I'm like, what? (laughs) Really? This is not a USPSA zone. Well, that's what still started getting thrown into me, right? Mm -hmm. They're like, no, 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 no. Our acceptable aiming zone usually is no bigger than a post-it note. Whether it's in the head, and then you shoot at the head, and it's like, yeah, but if his head's pointed down and you hit him in the hairline, failure. Got him in the tee box. I'm like, holy crap. So, it was an awesome weekend with Rob and I. I highly recommend. I'll put the link to Defensive Elements. They also come out by us. Uh, you don't have to travel to Ohio uh, at our friends at Front Sight. They have their own course set up where you can also take the CQB course. And I think they're going to start traveling around the country doing it. That's awesome. Uh, they won't do, obviously, most places don't have a shoot house like what we were at, so they'll be doing UTMs or simunitions. But you'll still, I mean, that whole weekend, probably one of the best training weekends I've ever had. Between Rob and I both, we shot less than 50 rounds. And I think Rob actually shot more than me because he had more targets. So. Which, during these ammo prices, three days worth of shooting and training, you got that much out of it in that little ammo downrange. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I highly recommend, you know, a lot of people were like, why would you take that? You know, you're not a cop, you're not military. And Jesse and uh, the crew look at it this way if you were to hear a bump in the night right and your child's in the other room and you need to go get your child but now there is someone for sure in your house what is that that's cqb right Mm -hmm. yeah going to get your child moving with your child through the house cqb even concealed carry Mm -hmm. something's going on in the convenience store all of a sudden it's become cqb whether you want to admit it or not, that's what it is. Yeah. So, if you're serious about it, I would recommend at least taking it once to kind of get open your eyes to like, holy crap, mm-hmm. there is a lot. Yeah. So, shout I out to you guys. That was awesome. My favorite part of you, like, spending that weekend out is that you, your partner was your best friend. Mm-hmm. I think that would be like a really awesome activity to do with you know someone you're already close with um just because i feel like you guys probably have like a really strong bond and communic your communication skills are obviously already there because you guys have known each other for so long so the way you guys like communicate interact the way you already work together train together with guns you know, as opposed to like you know having like a stranger as a partner, like I, I mean you lucked out, not lucked out, but I think you guys went about it the best way by have, by being paired up together. Yeah, I think it had some merit, but it was also more of us, uh, like married couple fighting. Oh yeah. As opposed to strangers, who'd be like, yeah, yeah, no, we could do that, and we're like, no, no, my <laughs> way. But it worked out. We I think we both we both learned a ton. That's good. Uh, I have not got any shooting in since the last podcast where we talked about matches and things two weeks ago. No match last weekend while you were out of town. I uh, I made a lot of bullets. 
That's good. Yeah. Um, I started dry firing again this past week, so I've gotten a few sessions in. Um, really working on like solidifying that new grip that I've been working on to not lock out my elbows. Um, I posted one of my dry fire pictures in my story and spent a good portion of the afternoon today chatting back and forth with Rob Epifania um, about changing up the targets that I'm using, which is why our house looks <laughs> like a downrange awesome. bay. Yeah, there's <laughs> targets everywhere. Yeah, I thought I had a lot of targets up before. This, this is a lot of targets. Yeah. This is like we live downrange. This yeah. is, this is nice. So much for interior decorating. <laughs> well, it's very, uh, I suppose cardboard can be posh. <laughs> so I have an issue with, uh, like over confirming. Mm -hmm. Um, so me using the tiny little one, six scale, half scale, third scale targets is just ingraining my problem deeper. Um, so he suggested that I use full-size targets and just color confirm. That's it. See, I, that's probably partially my fault because I'm the opposite. Mm -hmm. Right? I have all, basically, almost exclusively six scale with a few thirds and quarters, but mostly six because... Accuracy uh, is your downfall right. and speed is mine and I'm... I'm already very accurate, but not as confident with moving on to the next one, and I'm over-confirming. So we have itsy-bitsy thumb-sized targets for you, yeah. and the big daddies for me, like full-scale. Yeah, these aren't scaled targets at all. They're, they're the full, targets. That's what I said, full, like, yeah. full, like 100% not scaled all over the house. Uh, speaking of changing up targets, I did some training yesterday and I decided that I was going to do a mixture of my training and some of the new training I picked up from CQB. All of my targets had post-its on them. Nice. It was brutal. Yeah? Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> did you drop a lot or were you... No, I was actually more? surprisingly, like accurate i was like look i can do this <laughs> I, I, I can get alphas all day yes you can so it was it was it was cool to see i mean yes it feels like speed would suffer eh, not so much mm -hmm. but that's good yeah we we're making have, progress we both have a lot to work on this week uh where are we at questions yep all right get into it y'all are hilarious i want to say <laughs> guys are so funny um so we'll start off with the more serious one first and we'll end on the funny ones okay so the more serious one um is do you think someone will snatch the carry optics title away from max this year at nats and this was submitted by brian levy aka <clears throat> red stops uh yes i do i really think He's hungry enough, and he's of the right mindset. I think Mason is going to be Max. Yeah? Yeah. I see that. I got nothing against Max. He's a nice guy, but I'm rooting for you, Mason. I, like, I, I think 
you know, I've heard him talk and the way he's talking about it, the way he's going about it, and he already almost beat Max. Mm-hmm. So. This could be the year. And I've heard Mason say it before, and he's right. This will probably be one of the most um, noteworthy titles won. Right? Carry Optics is the heat across the country. Mm-hmm. Everybody is going to be in Carry Optics. And currently, nobody has dethroned Max. Right. So this is going to mean something. Right. And Mason knows that. And I think he's going to do it. So, I'm rooting for you, dude. Take that Grey Guns 320 and beat him, beat him with his own gun. <laughs> Funny. So, uh, which gun is selling like crazy at the shops that you guys work at? And this one is submitted by Manny. Okay. Um, I think what's selling the most is the Shield Plus. Um, yeah. That's probably selling the most by me. That's funny you say that. Um... We're selling an awful lot of Shield Pluses, but more specifically, the Plus 4-inch Performance Center with a dot. Yeah. We're not selling as many of those. I'm selling them occasionally. Everybody's going, you know, the base model with or without the mechanical safety. And we're also selling a ton of Max 9s. Yeah. Our, Our close second to the Shield Plus would be a 365 variant. I can't tell you how many XLs I sold this past week. Yeah. Tons. Yeah, it's the micro compacts are ruling all right now, basically. Right. I mean, I take that back. I mean, it's an oddball, but last week I sold a lot of revolvers. Really? Yeah, but like big boys. I had a lot of requests for them. All we have in are like, you know, we got a lot, tons and tons of J frames. Yeah. You know, Smith's pumping out those J frames like nobody's business. Charter arms, they're like putting them out too. Like, there's like, Everybody and their mothers got, you know, the right. J-frames are all available in tons of different colors, with and without hammers, lots of different grip styles, just like, but not a lot of companies have, like, their, you know, Smith 686 and, you know, the GP100, like, the big guys, not a lot of people have those out and available, so if you want them, they're coming in, but you have to be patient. If you're willing to settle, get a little five shooter for your pocket. I do like my J-frame. Mm-hmm. All right, what else we got? Um, who sells more guns in a month, Tony or Jackie? Personally or store? Uh, we'll do both. Okay. So you, store. You, definitely the definitely store. Definitely me. Um, personally, um, it would probably be you. I mean, I probably sell about 15 to 20 a week. Mm, no, we're close. We're close then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm not on the sales floor every day. I'm only on the sales floor like two and a half shifts. So I've been selling. As opposed to your six days. Well, I've been selling less because I've been working more back of house stuff. Mm-hmm. And setting up a new website and stuff. And it takes me away from the floor. Yeah. But I, can we say who sells the cooler guns? Definitely you. Definitely me. Yeah, definitely you. Um... This one's awesome. A theoretical fight between you and Albert. Who would win? I would never fight Albert. I like Albert. 
Agreed. Theoretical. What kind of fight? I mean, I'm assuming fist fight because it didn't say gunfight. So I'm going to go like fist to fist, no weapons. You to Albert, who is my size. And go. I don't know. Albert's, Albert's pretty built. He's a he's pretty athletic. Mm-hmm. He could probably like jump up over you onto your shoulders, scissor squish you with his legs, and knock you out. I mean, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna kick his ass, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would never fight Albert. Man, what other kind of fight would we do? He plays volleyball. We do volleyball. In a fight. Oh. We love our friends, guys. Hmm. I mean, I always bet on myself, so don't have to say me. But <laughs> I don't want to underestimate Albert because that was a short joke. That was rude. Oh jeez, Albert, <laughs> I didn't make that joke. I did, <laughs> but it's okay. That's a short on short crime. <laughs> Uh, that's it for the questions. Uh, we do have a CCC submission, which is taking us right back to the meat and potatoes comment at the beginning of this conversation. Okay. And we're closing it out with the potatoes. French fries, tater tots, onion rings. Onion rings are not potatoes. I know, but two of the three are, and majority rules. So, house rules. Go on. Mm-hmm. Which one are you going to crush? As in, you can never have again, so choose wisely. They're waiting. Only because of the inconsistencies, I would crush onion rings. Okay, we're on the same page. So... So how are you doing to carry compete for the other two? Um, I could definitely compete in eating french fries. <laughs> because I would win every time. Um, I would compete with french fry eating. And I would carry the tots. Because they're freaking cute. And they are pocket sized. And if you want one, you put one. If you want ten, get bigger pockets. That's yeah, I guess I would, have, I would have to agree with that. I'd do the same. Thank you for the crazy submission. I'm hungry. Jackie loves food. It's time to feed me now. <laughs> On that note. Again, sorry it was late, guys. Uh, but it will still technically be out on Monday. Mm-hmm. Just not Monday morning. Monday night. I got to get a little bit better at scheduling my Sundays. That's my fault. It's all my fault. I apologize. So, as always, thank you guys for listening. If you would be so kind, subscribe, review the podcast. Rate and review. Rate and review, yes. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can send them to pewtimepodcast at gmail.com or reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. Both of those is at Laugh and Load. If you have any interest in getting the super popular AF t-shirt, you can head over to laughandload.com, pick yours up. I think that's all we got for you guys. That is all we got. Stay tuned for a special episode coming soon. If you are not subscribed you need to be so you get a notification when it drops it's not going to be on a regularly scheduled day 
and you're going to want to hear it. Bye. Later.